Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Helen Slater was a young actor when cast as the Girl of Steel in Supergirl. Since that time, she has voiced DC characters in animation and appeared on the Supergirl TV series as her Earth Mom. She graced us reporters with her presence at San Diego Comic-Con. It was so exciting. I was 19 by the time we were done shooting. But um, it was just so exciting to make this film, to be cast, to get a part out of Performing Arts High School where, you know, getting acting work was all of our dream. It was the fame high school, so I had been, we weren't allowed to work really while we were there, so this was the big experiment, get a job. And it was really exciting. I mean, all I had was just looking forward, excitement, 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 excitement. Sci-Fi Talk continues, so stay tuned. She describes her knowledge of Supergirl previously. I don't even know how popular were how popular was that comic then. I mean, I don't know that it it was. It was still really big in the. It's not in the Manhattan. She tells us about her other roles in the DC universe. How many more mothers can I play? <laughs> Am I my own mother? <laughs> And I'm Clark's mother on Smallville. Yeah, I like the, I'm going to get some kind of special like uh, placement in the universe. Yeah, we think so. So the the costume for that super for the original Supergirl you yeah. played, um, what was that like? I guess was it was it a lot of fittings or did they? Get I remember they tried out a lot of different things. There were a lot of uh, chefs in the kitchen because it wasn't just it had it was Salkins. I'm sure DC was part of it. The costume designer, the yeah, somebody at one of these comic cons bought one of the original Supergirl Leo and it looks so tiny. It's like, did it shrink? I mean, I haven't. My weight hasn't changed that much, but I was like, I don't think I. I could actually it looks so the only thing I can think of is that just a dry heat or something that actually that material it must have gotten this must have shrunk what about uh, fun how was that like I mean I as a little girl and even to this day whenever I have a flying dream I feel like I won the lottery because it's so vivid and such a beautiful experience have you ever had a flying dream it, there's just nothing like it right so then to be actually doing it in a movie I I don't know I had this just particular joy around I'm going to be doing that thing that I love so much when I have it. What was it like to be the first Supergirl on screen? Yeah, people have been asking that. You know, it's sort of like I, it didn't occur to me. That's the only way to describe it. It just wasn't on the radar of like, oh, I'm the first of this. You know, I can put a feather in my cap. I did this. But what I do think is that it's curious that between 1984 and 2016, or whenever the Supergirl series came out, that there was nothing. I mean, even with all the flaws of the original screenplay, you would have thought somebody would have been like, come on, let's just take another whack at this. And they really, until Greg Berlanti was just... Just like, let's see, let's do this. But I find that just interesting. She likes how the character has grown. 
It's not the same as a young woman, like think yeah. of Melissa right now, or just where they're figuring out who they are and yeah. keep making these choices, moral choices or ethical choices of like putting other people before themselves. That's unusual. Like you can't define that just as a character. Did you give any advice to the current Supergirl, Melissa Benoit? Somebody else was asking that. I mean, I love this girl. I think she's incredible in the part. She's so deeply talented. Very early on, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the stuff about just being in this part. But, you know, my big thing is they one-hour TV shows work those actors way too hard for too many hours. That I, I think there should be legislation or new laws put in because she will solidly work uh, 15, 16-hour days. There's just no reason when you're doing a 22 episode and anyway that's beside the point my feeling is that thing of self-preservation self-care so that you do have something in the tank that I would say for any young person in their 20s or 30s just that mentality especially in the West especially in the United States that vertical thinking like you keep going keep achieving keep producing keep going keep going and there's a you know I, I personally think there's a flaw in that mindset and actors we definitely have you have to be you know you have to have a lot of inner strength to go like sci-fi talk returns in a moment Did you see a part of you as the character in the TV series and comics? I did have like a weird psychedelic experience. I had it when I saw Laura Vander Hooch. Is that how we say her? Yes. <laughs> when I first saw her on the set of Smallville, like I remember looking at the back of her and thinking like, okay, that's what I looked like. I, had, I couldn't see her face, but I was like, that's kind of what it was like 25 years ago back then or whenever it was. And similarly, seeing the S on Melissa, that kind of, I had a little bit of this wonky, there's no way to describe it just I wish I had the words it just felt really odd it was such a melding all-encompassing experience no one else had played Supergirl yet here I am in my 50s seeing somebody in the thing that I was in just, just kind of surreal I guess is the right would she do voice acting in Supergirl 1984 animated like they did with Adam West Batman Who's saying us? Uh, not quite that question. Yeah, I mean, I would, sure. Okay. I don't know that our voices change that much, so it would kind of be okay. However, like Adina Menzel, who's the most incredible singer on the planet, she did Frozen. Yeah. But I felt, because she's more my contemporary than not, like, mm -hmm. this is a 40-something-year-old doing a young 15... Like, I just felt, <laughs> as an older person, I think mm -hmm. if I was younger watching it, I and I know that nobody cares. So I, I would be sensitive about that, yeah. about being a Supergirl voice. Any memories of working with Peter O'Toole on the Krypton sequences? I mean, I remember when I saw the scene in the Phantom Zone finally shot, and I thought, and I thought, like, oh, the wind is blowing.
blowing his natural acting and he was Shakespearean he kind of had his hand and this whole and I was kind of like this lame yeah that kind of so I had a little bit like oh but um, I've told this story before that um, I had these speeches from Shakespeare memorized because of performing arts high school and one was this Juliet speech that now is the mask of night is anyway well it's not coming to me now but he said to me and I was doing it very emotionally to Romeo you know and he said, I want you to try it again and pretend you're holding two daffodils in your hands. And what that did is it grounded me and allowed this poetry to come through. So that's a very profound memory. From an acting point of view, so that the Shakespeare could come through and you weren't distracting with your hand movements or your... And the other thing which I just told the other table was him saying to me this thing about, I want you to think about the word aware. Hmm. And I thought, like, that's so wild he's saying that. But here it is 35 years later, and that's a really good prompt to say to an 18-year-old. Because think about it. Like, what are you aware of right now? Where is your attention? Kind of had that Zen Buddhist something. Any Faye Dunaway moments? Not personally. It was very, she was extremely professional, you know, sort of ran a very tight, sort of tight ship. Um, and I'm sure it's very tricky for her to have stepped into just this wild, like, Hieronymus Bosch painting. Like, what are you in after the kinds of roles she had done before? Um, so I think she probably was a little more buttoned up than just. And Brenda Vaccaro? So warm-hearted, very, uh, you know, as you can imagine, just lots of dripping with warmth and humor. She talks about giving advice in the Midvale episode on Supergirl. They were so strong, both those girls, and delightful, like solidly delightful. And I thought they looked amazingly they like the older, like Kyler and Melissa. Um, I don't know that I'd give advice, really. I mean, I've played now Moms a lot, not only in the Supergirl, but The Lion Game and Gigantic and these other TV series. And the most fun for me is um, when they have auditions for something else, and traditionally everybody at some point is auditioning for something else. And then, because I love coaching actors, I love actors so much, so to me that's like the boom, uh, working on a scene for their audition. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me great joy. What's it like to be here and to, to see how, really how Supergirl's grown and, and just yeah. the, how the fandom of this place? I can't, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm sure this is wrong to say this, but I am surprised that it still has a life this many years later. I mean, it really, done a lot of other films that have sort of been whatever or television shows but I guess in this era of these superheroes I think the timing has a lot to do with it and that Melissa's show is doing well but I can't imagine it's going to keep going I think at some point it will have its rest my version not the whole thing but yeah I have like an interesting thing about Will they change the, um, not always keep doing these traditional, beautiful women um, that are, that whose bodies are traditional. Like, I would really love to see 
someone take on in the superhero pantheon, like the women that don't look like the uh, man's ideal version of a woman, or and we haven't seen that yet. It's still, even though a lot has changed, there's a lot more humor. It's a lot. There, there really is now in the same way I think with gay movement coming out, like the LGBTQ, with just women's body types. There are women that are coming out as bigger, that are coming out as a new, with that not having to feel. Um, just the culture knocking them over the head of how you're physically supposed to look and why not in a superhero or summer it'd be really cool because there's a lot of there's a lot of I think it would go a long way for a lot of the women young girls that are growing up who are still feeling isolated still feeling there's a comic book actually about a superhero what's it called because I saw it no this is something else it's a graphic novel she lives on an island and she has to go get food and she's a big woman and it's a graphic novel oh man I'm gonna find out no not that but that's cool all right then I stand corrected yeah faith is great does she have a power oh yeah she has super she has superpower oh well then I am completely stand corrected yeah but you know what it is about superheroes though they've really replaced what used to be the Greek god exactly oh I'm sorry agreed and I you know I wrote a whole record about the Greek myths I'm a big Greek mythology person yes although we brought in other things like with Superman he's an alien I think people like probably in a thousand years would look back in the same way we look back in Greece at Homer and the Odyssey the Iliad and look at these uh, yeah that'd be interesting this is kind of making that pantheon of these yeah and on Christopher Reed I did I did and you're he was so lovely and so sweet I'm very sorry he's gone Supergirl 1984 is available on Blu-ray if by chance you've never seen it rent it or get it on demand the DVD is a collectible that, in the sense, was the first Supergirl appearance on film. The movie does have its moments, but check it out first. Nice to reminisce. This is Tony Tolado.